Hi, I'm Frank Homer. And I'm Laurie O'Neill. We, we are, are the, the founders, founders of, of The Business, the business Hive. Hive. Our podcast is centered around proven practices within the current business environment. Our discussions seek to bring out the best in real estate agents to improve and grow their businesses through the sharing of knowledge. Business acumen has always been my passion, and I have a strong intellectual curiosity to learn new strategies and tactics in the ever-changing world of business. I'm passionate about growing the production and the businesses of agents to make their lives better. My one thing is to affect people's lives in a positive and powerful way that will benefit them for generations. Join us as we explore the latest trends and topics for growing your business. In this series of The Business Hive, we are discussing the six myth understandings between you and high achievement of the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller with Dave Jenks and Jay Papasan, copyright 2004 by the McGraw-Hill Companies Incorporated. Alrighty, Frank, podcast number five. This is a good topic. Come on, myth number five. We got to get it going here. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, how was your weekend? Um, it was um, good, busy, uh, open house. It was crazy in this market, packed, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, really uh, met a lot of great people, a lot of families, a lot of moving going mm-hmm. on, uh, people trying to find the right property. So it was exciting. A lot of hard work though, but it was good. It was very hmm. good. Interesting. How about you? And, What'd you do? Uh, yeah. Um, different stuff. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think you might, I think you might've been out wine tasting. <laughs> it yeah, sounds actually, like. <laughs> actually. Yeah. I, um, I try to take off a, at least one uh, weekend a month um, to kind of recharge, but yeah, I know it's great. Um, you know, we've talked before about um, open houses and I know you have help in that area. And uh, so today's fifth uh, common misunderstanding is my clients will only work with me. Only I can deliver quality service. The truth is your clients aren't loyal to you. They are loyal to the standards you, you represent. Um, and you, you mentioned open houses and I, I know you, uh, sort of have a, you, you get help on that, right? You get help for your open houses. I do. Um, so, you, so you're not doing everything yourself, right? Um, right? Tell us about that. Or So, um, it, you know, you had to shift in this marketplace because I, I have to say we're laughing a little bit because open houses are selling homes now. And the reason they're selling homes is because, uh, you know, a hundred people have come through the doorway uh, and you end up with offers, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Sunday night or Monday night, and now your sellers have to sift through them, which is a good problem to have. Um, on the seller side, on the buyer side, it can be a little, you know, frustrating. You're not, you know, your offers aren't getting accepted. But one of the things I had to do was I, because of the amount, of, the volume of people coming through the door, I hired someone to manage the front door for me, so to speak. It was like being at the bar, and this was the bouncer. Um, uh, so I had, uh, I have an assistant that. Uh, has everyone sign in, uh, signs the COVID papers, mask, booties, hand sanitizer, whatever it is that they need, water. Um, and then, you know, they come in and they experience the house that I'm showing. Um, so that's been a great help because I would not be able to do it all. I can't be in 20 places at the same time. Um, you know, and especially when you're having to show and sell a house, you need to be there to answer questions and standing outside doing that paperwork was not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't providing the level of service that I want to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, you know, my clients, that idea that my clients aren't loyal to, to me, they're loyal to the uh, standards that I represent. Um, 
you know, that was one of the standards to, you know, very efficiently be able to go into an open house that could have otherwise been a disaster. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and not a great experience for the buyers. Right. So you, so you actually, you um, discovered the aha pretty early on that um, to become, you know, a, a certainly a highly successful agent and, and, and eventually uh, a millionaire real estate agent, you had to hire additional help. So, so tell us, uh, so tell us a little bit more about the standards that you established um, that, that made that customer experience of the open house. So, uh, so powerful, so memorable, so effective. Well, I, I wanted it to be uncomplicated, simple, uh, that it was, you know, very quickly sign in, who's your agent, um, you know, let's get the, the COVID stuff out of the way. And everybody was respectful of that. And then it was a matter of, um, you know, start the experience. Would you like to walk around the property now, formulate your questions, and then as soon as, you know, other people are leaving the house, you can go ahead and the, and the agent can answer questions for you. So, um, and I had been in the kitchen with the sliding glass doors open, kind of going in and out, trying to answer questions. So um, I was able to manage the crowd and also, um, hey, are you, you know, are you ready to come in the house? You know, feel free to come in and, and so on. So it was, uh, it, I just wanted it seamless. I wanted it uncomplicated. Right. So that's the standards. Those are the standards now. Now, how did you get help? Did you just hire any old person or did you actually... Um, you have to find the right people, right? So you got the systems. Now you have to find the right people. So talk about delegation. So the person um, was is respectful of the my value proposition and is aligned to that. And I just make sure that you know their questions are answered to be able to execute. I don't want anyone just kind of thrown out to the wolves. I I didn't like that experience when that happened to me, and I have I had nowhere to go. But I just made sure that as every experience um, transpired, I was able to say, okay, this is this is the expectation of this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was a it was a training on, you know, this is how I like to do things. I know other agents may do it differently, but mm -hmm. this is how I like to do it. Um, and you so that's where we developed that, um, you know, that kind of protocol, if you will. Yeah. So. I'm curious about that. How much of that do you have written down? I'm working on that, Frank. That's on my to-do list, but I am working on it in full transparency because there needs to be um, notes around that to be able to communicate that effectively each and every mm -hmm. time because it needs to be repeatable. Right. But do you feel that like you can, but do you feel like all of your personal standards can be so easily documented? Um, it, you know, in all honesty, I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there's, there's sometimes you feel that no, uh, but when you look at some of the great achievers ahead of me, I'm not Disney. Um, mm -hmm. and you, you've seen what they've been, some of these bigger brands have been able to accomplish, it, mm -hmm. you know, why not me? Why not be able to translate that into, um, you know, it's, it's, you can duplicate it. Well, so when you're actually, um, so at that stage, when you're, um, developing those standards and, and now you're, um, even the unwritten personal standards, and you're you you're saying that you're you're working on documenting them. I bet you already, though, you know exactly when you deviate from those standards, don't you? Yes, I do. I, I do. That's, 
so you don't even have them written down right but you know exactly when when it's gone off I, course i can feel it I'll, I'll see it in an expression mm-hmm. um you know um and it's you know as a you know i had a prior career coming into to real estate and um you know a lot of my corporate america training comes with me um and in being a leader it's not just about my experience, but it's also about your support team and their experience with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you go through growing pains as a leader and as a manager, directors, VPs, et cetera. And, you know, that 360 feedback about your performance is, was, is very, it's invaluable. And right. so to be able to be introspective and learn from that, um, you know, over time, uh, creates a good leader. And I want the, not only the client's experience, but my, my team's experience with me. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the right approach to delegating tasks is really to determine and, and to clearly, uh, you know, articulate what experience you and your clients, um, what experience you expect your clients to have as well as you around your services. Um, and so that the staff can also uh, deliver that same level of service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they say they say systems are simply roadmaps. It's the instructions that allow these standards to be repeated and duplicated easily. So that's that's the part I think you're saying you're working on. I, I'm working on that, but I I also you know it starts with hiring people, and if you don't have somebody bought into your value value proposition, your standards, um, they're not going to be loyal, and it starts there. And they and you want that experience with that individual on your team to be a positive one. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. Otherwise, they won't reflect your values. They won't right. reflect your standards. Right. We'll go and, back to Dis- go back to Disney for example sure. for a second there. Tell us about that. So what what's it what's that look like at their company? Well, when you look at you know when you look at what Disney provides, it is about the experience. Um, we know that there is a a, a Disney University. Um, where they will teach exactly what their customer service standards are and how they achieve them. But um, more importantly, their employees go through that training. And it is, um, from what I understand, intense. And it is um, such that, you know, I'm sure that those who aren't aligned eventually drop out. Um, Mm -hmm. So they keep those that are going to be loyal to that. And I think that's important. Um, And it's about... Um, you know, I think there, some of their values are, you know, a high energy and an, and an attitude and it does start with your attitude. And I think we've talked about that in prior myths is your, is your attitude. Um, they have them memorizing like the park layouts and, um, you know, essential facts about the park, because you don't want someone standing in front of clients going, Hmm, uh, let me find that out for you. You have, you know, the expectation is instant gratification on a vacation, right? Right. So, so here they've taken their, the employees and they've, they've all baselined them right now. They're all Mm -hmm. in a sense, subject matter experts, at least in the beginning, um, they're, uh, shared information that allows them to, um, respond uniformly to, to the customer's needs. And they're able to repeatedly do that over, you know, thousands of times over, right? Tens of thousands, every mm-hmm. customer, every person that walks through that, um, the front of that theme park, right, is going to get the same experience. So it's, 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 it's started early on. Um, 
and, it, and it's, it's, uh, it's not just instructions. Um, it's, it's also mindset, right? Yeah, it like is. you mentioned, the, the, having high energy and the right attitude, you know, right. Um, you know, they say, if you're having a bad attitudinal day, stay home. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to walk away and push the, you know, have an attitude adjustment day and then move and then get back in the game. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, but so there, there are other brands though, Frank, that, you know, not yeah. just Disney, you know, you yeah. have your luxury brands when you think of, you know, Nordstrom's and uh, the Ritz Carlton, um, you know, those, those entities, establishments, you know, create the baseline for us to achieve. You know, when you think of luxury standards, well, how are they doing it? And what is it? And, and those clients that shop there, if, if you call yourself luxury and those, those luxury clients that, you know, shop at Nordstrom's or, you know, stay at the Ritz Carlton, they're going to kind of expect that a view. So, you know, when you start to classify yourself as a, a Disney or a luxury or a Ritz Carlton, you better be up to, up to stuff on what those standards really mean and be able to execute on that. Right. And, and so these companies have staked their reputation on their standards. Of course they have. Mm -hmm. As well as we do too. Absolutely. That's, you know, the, that's the connection, right? Yeah. When you talk about referrals, um, that's my reputation that I just established. Absolutely. Talked about per personal currency, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, is it very real? It Maybe is. hard, hard, hard to quantify, but very real. And so, so they're teaching their employees how to duplicate, uh, uh, their standards. And, um, you know, what's really interesting about this when you do, when you are able to systematize your services to a defined standard so that others can deliver them, your clients actually get better service. So saying that again, systematizing services to a defined standard, the quality of the service actually gets better. And so I, there's, yeah, go ahead. So there's, there's value in the reproducibility of it. Absolutely. It's, it's the reproducibility over and over again, because then in that moment, you can actually continue to refine their services and get even mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. Your, your quality control can get even tighter. I mean, sure. You're going to have deviations and some upset clients or customers or some other, you know, um, learning experiences, right. But you're going to feed that back in. You're going to make an adjustment. You're going to make an improvement and keep moving forward. Well, I think there's something to acknowledge here that uh, no two real estate transactions are the same. I don't think any, any two days are the same. Well, that's true. But at least the experience with you, your brand, your value proposition should be the same. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's your reputation in the marketplace. That's your brand. You know, we say we're um, marketing based, prospecting enhanced. So that's your marketing. That's your brand. That's the, the campaign. Uh, certainly. And then, so when you're actually prospecting and they're meeting you and interacting with you, um, they already have that idea in their mind, what to expect from you, um, which puts them in a position to um, be able to uh, make decisions and do business and move forward with you. Mm -hmm. I think. It's already established a certain level of, um, you know, expectations around the experience, just like you said, with all of these other companies, you know, people save up 
you know, they'll save up for two years, two and a half, three years to be able to take their family to Disney mm -hmm. for specifically for the experience. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Frank, as we, we, we're, we're covering these six myth, myth understandings and they're building on one another. So in the last episode, we talked about um, investments, investments in leveraging. So you just can't leverage anything. With that has to come your brand, your value proposition. So if you've hired an assistant as um, a leverage, your, your assistant now has to be an extension of you. And so now how do you accomplish that? And so now we're saying in this myth is be a little bit more deliberate in who you are, your brand, start to document that. And from now, let's get that into that assistant who is now a further reflection of you. Well, that's a great lead in, you know, it's going to take us to the next episode, the sixth myth, understanding, having a goal and not fully realizing it. So it's about setting goals around that, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> you're just, just starting out as an agent, you might not know who, who you are, your brand or your niche. You're going to discover that. You're going to look back and reflect on uh, your first year in business. You're going to see the things that worked for you, what didn't work, what, what was that return on the, the investment, what, what lead sources worked best for you. And you're going to discover that. And we're, you know, whether through your, you know, your, your coach on, on office leadership and other, um, even other associates are going to help you to discover that. So um, creating that vision and, and honing that vision may take a little bit of time, but then you're going to start to build the standards and, and, um, and the, the reputation around those things. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll cover, we'll cover that in the next episode on yeah. setting goals and, and how to, how to work towards those things. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That will be good. But again, these just keep extension. It's, we're building on this. We're, we're getting a momentum around this uh, what's buzzing in business. Right. So. Well, we're uh, it sure is humming along here. Um, it's been a, it's been a great year so far and we intend to keep it that way. And even though we may have to work harder and um, smarter in some areas, we, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we intend on being successful. Yeah. Look at, this is great. So, all right, Frank, well, listen, you have a great week. You too. And everybody out there as well. Yep. Thanks everyone. All right. Thanks Lori. Have a great day. Thank Well, that's a wrap for today. And until next time, Keep it buzzing.